I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwater. Thank you for being here this week. I, uh, I'm about to put a stamp on 2020, and that is, uh, it feels marvelous. And I, I'm sure it feels marvelous for you, too, because this is, this is my 2020 wrap-up episode, which, you know, you could call it the Hanukkah episode, the Christmas episode, uh, the holy shit, this year is finally over episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, this will be your special episode for for putting a stamp on the end of 2020. I know we have a couple weeks left as I look at the calendar, but it's uh it's it's time to wrap it up. And I know everyone's probably going to have kind of their philo- philosophical end of year here's my wisdom type of episode, so why wouldn't I do that? Right, <laughs> that's that's what we do. This is here's what I learned this year. Twenty uh, twenty is the lost year. We could call it the lost year, and I don't want to call it the lost year. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that. A lot of people are having problems in twenty twenty, and we're gonna have problems into the next year. And it, it, it no lie, this has been a difficult year. We know that, but I I don't think it is the lost year. And I think when we reflect back on it. we're going to recognize it as an uncomfortable lesson in what we are capable of doing and what's important for us in identifying our priorities in telling ourselves no and things have changed and just because they've changed it doesn't make them wrong and that just makes them different things. And so that's it. So I'll be honest. I don't know anyone who won't be doing a jig when New Year's Eve, when that ball drops on New Year's Eve. But when we think about that, it's it's not just something that you could just flip a switch. Okay, yes, 2021, it'll be refreshing. It might have a little extra meaning this year of, of what's possible. But we'll all still have this pandemic. We'll all still be dealing with all of the things. We'll be dealing with a a difficult economy. We'll be dealing with potentially job loss, difficult to pay bills. There's there's so many aspects and challenges that we're dealing with right now that just because we have a, a calendar day switch, an arbitrary day in the calendar, doesn't mean that it's all going to go away. And I encourage people to think for the rest of the year. Spend some time. I mean, we have it. We've got the time, so we might as well spend it doing something productive. We have the time to spend some time reflecting on what's different. And that's what I want to end this year on is we're, we're reflecting on what's different and what's important. And not in a cheesy way, but there are, there are plenty of lessons to be learned over these last nine months now. It's crazy, nine months, almost a year that we're going to have in this pandemic of, of being told no, of, of frustration and challenge and difficulty and, and mayhem and uncertainty and volatility and every other scary word that's out there. I was expecting zombies at one point to, to start crawling out of the ground. So uh, I, I was talking with my family 
in the U.S., we have Thanksgiving uh, at the end of November, and and so I have five siblings, large Irish Catholic family, and we um we all got together on Zoom to say hello. We're spread out a little bit, but not too much that we like we would normally see each other at Thanksgiving. But we did a Zoom call, so my parents, my siblings, everyone is on there. We're all saying hello. And we were talking about how crazy the year was. And someone, I don't know who it was, said it's, um, they, were, they were reflective on how it's challenging, going to be challenging for children, right? They're falling behind in school and everything else. And I have, I have one, two, three siblings who are teachers. And they challenged that. And they said, yeah, it's difficult for children. It's difficult for teachers. It's difficult for parents. But they weren't worried for the kids. The teachers weren't worried for the kids. They said, yeah, they, they may not be learning what they used to learn, but they're learning something different. And they're learning how to adapt. And they're learning how to ask teachers questions and take the initiative on their own. And they're learning how to reach out to a teacher. They're learning how to do X, Y, Z, all these different things. And they're learning new things. And that was a great perspective. I thought it was a really important perspective is we're so focused on what we can't have that we lose sight of what we're actually gaining. And I thought about adults in this framework as well. I think we're, we're all learning different things right now. We're all reprioritizing. We're all finding what's important. We're all just viewing things through a different lens. Uh, and, I, and so I think about my family, my wife, my daughter, and I. We've done more things as a family this year than ever before. And we've done things as a family. We're constantly running around. We're always go, 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 go. We, we usually by April or May... All weekends are filled up for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, there's only 52 weekends in a year, and it's we've got two sets of grandparents, so that's two weekends a month. And then we've got I've got five siblings. My my wife's got family. We've got cousins. We've got birthdays. We've got weddings. You got, and then you've got a kid who's got to run around and do other things as well. And very quickly, your weekends get jacked up, and you're running around everywhere. And so, yes, we would do things as a family, but it was scramble family stuff. This was the first year where we basically spent every weekend together. And rather than going up and down the eastern seaboard of the United States, we didn't have to do any of that this year. We spent weekends as a family together at home, and we loved it. We loved it. And it's not without its challenges. You know, you have to fill up time with a three-year-old, almost four-year-old. But what isn't without challenges? And we, we found a nice routine that works for us. It's challenging with work for sure. And we've got, you know, different just challenges all around, right? But it's, um, and I recognize other people and families are going through much more difficult times than us. It's, it's not, that's not it. But I've recognized the benefits of family time. We have dinner every night together as a family. And this is something that what we've gained during this year is something we're going to want to continue and carry through beyond the pandemic. We, we actually think the weekend family time is really nice. And we just need to chill out. We were so busy all the time that this was actually a really nice kind of check for us. We aren't spending money the way we used to. We're, we're spending more time as a family. We're, we're appreciating our neighborhood and the things close to us. We, we really miss traveling. But we found so many amazing things in our neighborhood and, and around our, our own area and, and we see more neighbors and and it's really nice and it's a really, really good way to to end the year to reflect on all the things that we've gained. Now, 
we let our frustrations and disappointments lean up and get the best of us sometimes. I started I started this year out talking about how it was the year of no rules, which means there's so much opportunity, which is kind of true. But it's also the year of being told no, I guess, when we take a look back on, on the year. We've been told no this entire year, which I guess is kind of a rule, if you want. But the frustrations are real. We don't like being told no. I miss staying in hotels. I miss hopping on a plane to Belfast or a beach. I miss picking up just a random weekend and finding a cabin in the woods or in a new place and taking the family up there. But being told no is sometimes a really important thing to learn. For many of us, the lesson of going without is an important reminder of our, our place in a larger society. It's, a, it's where our focus should be. And it, it, it gives us a framework on prioritizing. When we can't have everything that we want, we suddenly prioritize the things that are most important. And that's the reminder we should take into 2021. Um, in December, I usually focus and address goals for the next year. And talk about the important things to accomplish. And generally, it's it's work-related, work-focused. You know, it's, you know, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to accomplish this. And this is, you know, clean slate. Let's rah, 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 go, go, go. And goals are important. We should still think about goals in the context of everything that we're dealing with. But I feel like rather than goals, I, I feel like we should identify priorities. For And this is true for individuals as well as businesses, is what are the priorities that are going to, to lead you through 2021. If your priorities have changed, this is a perfect time to question that, align it, get them ready, because once those priorities are in place, that's what drives your goals. And you hear it, I hear it all the time as a coach, you know, family's a priority, but yet people are still working 14, 16-hour days. And, you know, we, we know what the right things to say about our priorities are. We know what we're supposed to say, so that's what we say, and we kind of believe it, but the actions don't really match up to what we're doing. So this is a time to really say, what what are the priorities and how am I going to manifest them and realize them and, and focus on them and see what's important? It's easier said than done, much easier said than done with all the craziness flying around and, and everything else. But as I think about it, and as I get you know slightly philosophical about 2020 and 2021 and life in general, and we're on a little pebble going through the universe, and we're insignificant and the most significant thing at the same time, yada, yada, um, we grow up with hope and opportunity. And that's why, if you listen to previous podcasts, this is why I always talk about Kids are happier than adults because they have hope, they have opportunity, they have, they're learning, constantly learning. And when you're an adult, you have to become the person who knows everything. So there's less hope, less opportunity. You already have all the answers. And they don't think about it. Children don't think about it, but they know that they always have the future ahead of them. And with age, as we get older, the future, it's harder to get excited about the future. Because when you reflect and think about your life, you only have holes. And we're missing things of things we used to have. And I was just, this book that I was listening to while I was running, uh, what's it called? H is for Hawk. Um, it's on the thousand one books to read before you die. I recommend it. I really enjoyed it. It was read by the author. If you're into audiobooks, 
Um, she did a great job with it. But she talked, there was one line where she talked about how when we get older, we have holes. And we are missing things. And I, I see it happening right now. You know, we have a three-year-old daughter and everybody, what they say to you is, remember it now because you're never going to get it back. And when we get older, like when your kids grow up and we focus on how we, you know, we miss the hugs and we miss the, the cute little things that are happening and, and we focus on all the things we can't have. And, and it's funny. I mean, it starts in late 20s, early 30s. Oh, I wish I could go back to college. I wouldn't have these hangovers. It would be great. Uh, you get into your 40s and you're like, oh, man, remember late 20s, early 30s? We had so much fun and we used to do this. And then you get into your 50s and you say, oh, remember when the kids were little and blah, 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 blah. And we always focus on what we used to have rather than what we're going to have tomorrow. And that makes it harder to focus and get excited about the future. And our responsibility as we get older, and this is where many people fall down on it, and this is so intensely relevant with the pandemic, is we're identifying with and remembering all the negative things that we used to have, the holes that we used to have. I used to be able to do this, now I can't. I used to be able to do this, now I can't. And it's our responsibility as people to fill these holes. What are you doing to get excited about something in 2021? For tomorrow. What are you doing to get excited about for tomorrow? New activities, new experiences, new people. You can't replace what you don't have anymore. If your kids are grown up, you can't replace that. But you can find something to fill that hole. And you're not, you know, it's not intended to replace these holes. It's a a past experience that will drive future experiences. But we need to adjust. We can't replace it. We need to adjust. And when we talk about presence, you know, these gurus who talk about presence and and being mindful and, and everything, that's what we mean. That's what people mean. What do we need in this moment to fill those holes of what we miss? And we can all be nostalgic and we can remember, and that's great. But then we need to go back to, you know, how am I going to how, how am I going to create something this week to be nostalgic about tomorrow? It's not what we've lost, but what choices are we making today so so we can gain something? There's no limit to the amount of holes that you can build. Okay, so yeah, your kids grew up. There's a hole there. You can start another one, and then start another one, and start another one, and start another one. If that makes sense, it makes sense in my head. But that's what I want to leave you with for, for 2021 and wrapping up 2020 is that this is an inflection point for everyone. It's a reminder uh, that we can be told no. And we should be told no. We should go without every once in a while. I think that's actually a good thing. And uh, we have an opportunity now to review what's important, do a personal review on our priorities that will drive our goals, that will drive everything that we do, the changes and and choices we make. And and maybe we just change, maybe we change our language. Maybe it's not a goal. Maybe a goal is just too aggressive. Maybe we change it to priority. This is what's important. You know, it's it's funny when you think about all the things that you don't get done on your to-do list. And uh, I read it somewhere where if you change it to just say, oh, I couldn't get it done, to that's just not a priority. And all of a sudden, it comes off your to-do list. And so let's focus on priorities. What's important for you? 
And uh, when I think of no rules, that's what I mean by no rules. There are no rules on what your priorities should be. Those are yours. And that's up to you and you alone. And that is your, your great reminder for next year and, and your ultimate lesson from, from a really bizarre 2020. Difficult, difficult 2020. And so that's it. So focus on your priorities. I hope that was helpful. And uh, with that, I'll say happy, happy new year. <laughs> let's, let's put a stamp on 20, 2020 and I'll see you in 2021. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next year. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.